Good day, and welcome back to Latin 3 from the Church of St. Agnes. Today, we will be exploring our homework exercises for unit number 29, beginning on page 258. You remember that we, will, uh, we started with our drills on page 258, number 1, indefinite pronouns and adjectives. So let's take a look at those. Number one, quod cumque minimis facitis mihi facitis. Quod cumque, now there's one of our indefinites, right? <clears throat> Whatsoever thing facitis you do minimis, dative case, to the least, the smallest ones, right? Mihi facitis, you do it to me. It's a famous saying of Jesus, right? Whatsoever you do to the least of my brethren, you do to me. Minimis and mihi, both in the dative. Um, facitis and facitis, there, the two verbs. Quod cumque, the indefinite uh, pronoun. Whatsoever thing, right? It's a neuter. Okay, uh, number two. Petrus aliqui in via locutus est. It's a question. Petrus, the subject, locutus est, the verb. Aliqui in the dative and an indefinite pronoun, right? Peter spoke to whom? To someone. Did Peter speak to someone in via, in the road, on the road? So there we have uh, aliquis, aliquis, ali, uh, aliquis, aliquid, and in the dative, aliqui, aliqui, uh, and uh, it's dative because the question is did, did Peter speak? to someone, some person, an indefinite person, on the road. Okay, good. Uh, now here, number three, take a look at this one. Si quid vides dic mihi. Now remember our rule. After num si nisi ne, every ali fades away. So that would actually be si aliquid vides. But remember, after num si nisi ne, the ali drops off. So, si quid vides, if you see anything, neuter, dic mihi, tell me, speak to me. Speak to me if you see quid, anything for aliquid. So, there's that indefinite again. Now, here's, here in the next one, we have an indefinite uh, adjective, don't we? Aliqua mulier tibi librum reliquit. Aliqua mulier is the subject. We have our verb reliquit. So, uh, uh, some woman, a certain woman, it's an indefinite woman, right? So, it's an indefinite uh, adjective. Some woman left a book for you, right? She left to you a book. Tibi in the dative, she left what? A book in the accusative, librum. Aliqua is the subject, aliqua mulier. Some, uh, a certain woman, a some woman, we don't know exactly who, it's indefinite woman. So that's why it's aliqua mulier, aliqua feminine, modifying mulier. Okay, uh, I think these are pretty straightforward, good practice for you. Number five, quicumque aures habent audiant. Ah, yes, quicumque, there's the subject, uh, again an indefinite pronoun. Whoever, whosoever, aures habent have ears, whoever, whatever people, we don't know they're indefinite, whosoever have ears, 
audiant, let them hear. There is your uh, subjunctive, uh, third person plural subjunctive, the jussive or so-called jussive or hortatory subjunctive, let them hear whoever has ears. This is a statement uh, that often Jesus says in the gospel after he gives a, a command or an aphorism, uh, a parable, uh, if you have ears, whosoever has ears, let them listen or hear. Okay, number six. Tu rogabas aliquid boni. Here we have a question. Tu is the subject, right? Rogabas, there's your verb. You were asking, and it's a question. Were you asking for, looking for, asking for aliquid boni? Something of good. We have the indefinite pronoun in the neuter, aliquid, and then the uh, remember that that is often followed by a partitive genitive, something or anything of good. Um, very common in Latin uh, to have that construction, that partitive genitive following aliquid. So uh, were you asking for something, we'd say, were you asking for something good? Uh, Latin says for something of good, partitive genitive. Good. Uh, number seven, quidam ad Jesum acesit. Quidam is the subject, again, an indefinite, right, pronoun. A certain one, certain man, we know it's a masculine, was, or, or a certain man approached Jesus. Ad acesit. Notice Latin likes to use the ad, even though ad cesit, ad cedo means to come to, to approach. A certain man approached Jesus or came to Jesus. Ad Jesu. Uh, fairly straightforward there. Let's look at the last one. Aurum aliquibus militibus datum est. Aurum, uh, the subject, gold datum est, was given aliquibus militibus in the dative to certain soldiers, uh, to some of the soldiers, to certain soldiers. Again, that aliquibus militibus shows you it's, it's an indefinite, one of those indefinite, uh, here it's an adjective, indefinite adjective modifying militibus, not just to the soldiers, but to certain, certain ones, uh, indefinite ones. So that's good, uh, good drill on your indefinite pronouns and adjectives. Let's take a look at clauses of time, cause, and concession. Number two, ubi hora venit, Jesus orabat. So the main uh, sentence there is Jesus orabat. Jesus was praying. And then we have a temporal clause here, don't we, with the ubi. When the hour or the time came, when the time came, vain it, in the perfect, Jesus was praying. Good. That's pretty straightforward. Number two, priusquam abeas vade ad petrum. Main sentence, vade ad petrum. It's a command, isn't it? From vado. Go to Peter, priusquam abeas, before you leave, before you depart, ab eo, from ab eo, going away. Before you go away, before you depart, um, go to Peter. Uh, the priusquam there, meaning before, right? Uh, and that's pretty straightforward. Uh, priusquam there with the subjunctive. Okay, look at three. Quia eset senex, senex, 
Ioannes cum fratribus ire non poterat. So the main sentence there is the Ioannes cum fratribus ire non poterat. John was not able to go with the brothers. Quia eset senex, because he was old. Quia there, a uh, subordinating conjunction uh, for a causal clause, right? Because or since he was old, John was not able to go with the brothers. Okay, good. Um, let's take a look at the next one. Uh, cum Iesum adire velet virus synagogam introivit. So our main sentence is vir synagogam introivit. The man entered the synagogue. Cum Iesum adire velet. Now we have a cum clause, and you need to determine uh, what kind of cum clause? A cum temporal, cum causal, cum concessive. Um, uh, we could say when he wished to hear Jesus, the man entered the synagogue. But it's more likely, uh, we, of course this is out of context, so we're not positive, but it's more likely that, that, that that's a cum causal clause, isn't it? Since he wished to hear Jesus, the man entered the synagogue. Uh, obviously, Jesus was in there preaching, and because he wanted to hear him, he entered the synagogue. So notice the cum plus the subjunctive velet, imperfect subjunctive, to show basically contemporaneous time with the main verb, which is in the past or in the secondary time sequence, the bottom half of our sequence of tense chart. Now let's take a look at five. Licet nihil baptizaret said Paulus evangelizabat. Uh, the main verb, uh, the sentence Paulus evangelizabat. Uh, Paul was evangelizing. He was preaching the gospel. Now notice Lichet here, a subordinating conjunction, conjunction that means although, although he was baptizing nihil. There's that accusative of respect that we had a few units ago. Um, in no way, in, in, in not at all, uh, in nothing, right? So although Paul was not at all baptizing, he was evangelizing, he, but he was evangelizing. He was preaching the gospel. So Paul didn't baptize, but he did preach the gospel. That's what that means, right? And uh, leech it there with the subjunctive, uh, imperfect again, to show uh, relatively contemporaneous time with the main verb, which is in the past. He was evangelizing. Okay, uh, six. Etsi essent peccatores, Jesus cum eis manducavit. Um, the main sentence, Jesus cum eis manducavit. Jesus ate cum eis with them. Etsi, even if, even though, although, essent peccatores, although they were sinners. So here we have a cum, another cum concessive clause. We've had a couple of them in a row now, meaning although, even if, the same thing, um, and essent in the uh, imperfect subjunctive, again, to show relatively contemporaneous time to the main verb. Although they were sinners, Jesus ate with them. And our uh, number seven, actually, it's not our final one. We've got one on the next page there, so number seven. Cum Jesus orare in montum subiret, apostoli illum secuti sunt. So our, our main sentence, apostoli ilum secuti sunt, the apostles followed him, right? Um, and here, 
uh, it could it could be a number. It could be uh, is it a we have to debate with ourselves. Is it a cum temporal or cum causal clause? Cum Jesus orare in montem subire. When Jesus uh, went up to pray in, onto the mountain, right? When he went to pray to onto the mountain in montem subire to go up to go up under and then orare here, uh, basically an infinitive to show purpose. When Jesus went up to the mountain to pray, the apostles followed him. Probably a cum causal. Um, it, theoretically, I suppose you, you might construe it as uh, since Jesus went up the mountain to pray, the apostles followed. Um, but probably better here, a cum temporal clause uh, with the imperfect subjunctive. Um, again, remember, you have to go by the context um, of either your sentence or your paragraph to determine the exact translation of a cum clause. But, uh, and when you have individual sentences, you don't have much of a context at all. But it seems best here, or better here, to translate cum as when. And uh, then our final one, number eight. Quoniam Jesus es salvater noster, Okay, since, we know quoniam means since, since Jesus is our Savior, quoniam here with the indicative, um, uh, cum ca, uh, I'm sorry, a uh, uh, causal clause with quoniam, since Jesus is our Savior, uh, always and everywhere we praise him. There's your main sentence. We praise him always and everywhere. Semper ubique. Good. So I hope that those uh, practice drills uh, give you good examples. I think they give you good examples. They're relatively simple. Good examples of our uh, indefinite pronouns and adjectives and our uh, various circumstantial clauses. Okay, good. Let's uh, take a look at our exercises, the ones that we outlined for you to do in this unit. And we begin with number one there on page 259. O bone Jesu, miserere nobis quia tu creasti nos, tu redemisti nos sanguine tuo preciosissimo. Yes, this is a, this is a beautiful uh, motet, O bone Jesu. This seems to be at least part of the text of that motet. Um, o good Jesus. Notice that's in the vocative case. Bone with the E from bonus and Jesu, a regular declension of Jesus' name. Oh, good Jesus. Miserere nobis. Notice, miserere, the uh, imperative of the deponent verb, looks like an active infinitive. It's actually the imperative. Have mercy on us. Notice, miserere here takes the dative. Sometimes you will see it taking the genitive. It takes either genitive or dative. Here, it's certainly the dative. Have mercy on us, quia, because to kreastinos, you created us. Kreasti. Notice that's the syncopated perfect. It could have it, it could have been in the normal form, would have been kreavisti with the VI there. But remember that V, VI can drop out of the perfect tense, and that's called the syncopated perfect. So you created us, rede misti, you redeemed us. Sanguine tuo preziosissimo. Nice. Uh, superlative adjective, preciosissimo, uh, by your most precious blood. You redeemed us 
by means of, that's an ablative means, by your most precious blood. Good. Uh, take a look at number three, our next one. Et eritis odio omnibus gentibus propter nomum meum. Now, this one might have given you some trouble um, because you, you start out with a verb, eritis, you will be, and then you have odio omnibus gentibus. You say, what in the world? Those could be datives or ablatives. And then you have propter, nomen meum. Propter takes the accusative. So nomen meum is the uh, accusative object of propter. On account of my name, you will be. And then you have odio omnibus gentibus. Ah, it's the double dative. I love that construction. Remember, you will be for the purpose of hatred in reference to all people. In other words, you will be hated by all people on account of my name. That's how we would say it idiomatically in English. But in, in Latin, notice we have the double dative. We have a dative of purpose and a dative of reference. In reference to all people, you will be uh, for the purpose of hatred on account of my name. That's that idiomatic double dative. You can't really translate it um, strictly Literally, you have to do it uh, idiomatically as we would in English. So what, what it means is you will be uh, hated. You will, there will be hatred for you among all people on account of my name. Uh, the double dative, a good example of it there. But the verb to be a dative of reference and a dative of purpose. Okay, number six. Nam cum liber esem ex omnibus. Omnium me servum feci. Okay. Um, the main verb, the main sentence, omnium me servum feci. I made myself. There's a nice reflexive. Feci me, me feci. I made myself servum omnium, the slave of all or the servant of all. Um, for cum liber esem ex omnis. For since I was free from all, from all people, from all things, I was free since I was free or uh, from all probably people or from all things. Uh, I made myself a slave of all or a servant of all. Uh, St. Paul speaking there in the first letter to the Corinthians. We have a cum clause in the uh, first part of that sentence, cum esem, right? So we have imperfect subjunctive with the cum. Okay, good. Our next one was number 10. Audivimus enim eum dicentem quoniam Jesus Nazarenus hic destruit locum istum et mutabit consuetudines quas tradidit nobis Moises. From Acts 6. Yes, we for indeed, enim, we, we heard him dicentem. What kind of him? Saying, right? That's a participle modifying name. We heard him saying, quoniam, that. Jesus the Nazarene, right? This one, this Jesus from Nazareth, he modifies Jesus, destroy it, will destroy that place, locum istum, at mutabit, and will change consuetudines, the customs, the habits, the customs, quas tradidit nobis Moises, those customs which Moses handed over to us, quas tradidit nobis Moises. Moses is the subject of the relative clause. Quas is the object, uh, referring back to consuetudines, the customs uh, which Moses tried to hand it over to us. 
Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. A nice sentence with a lot of interesting constructions because we have audivimus, we heard him, and then we have the participle saying that introduces indirect discourse, which is introduced by quonium, that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy that place and will change the uh, customs. And then we have a relative clause, the customs which Moses handed over to us. Good. Okay, number 14 was our next one. Et dixit ei Nathaniel a Nazareth potest aliquid boni esse. Dicit ei Philippus veni et vide. Yes, this is uh, the calling of the apostles, isn't it? And Nathaniel said to him, ei, and here's the quote, from Nazareth is anything of good able to be, literally, right? Uh, we normally in English translate that, can anything good come from Nazareth? But notice, it's on Nazareth, from Nazareth. Aliquid boni is the subject. There we have that uh, partitive genitive, again, with an indefinite pronoun, anything. Is anything of good able to be, to come to be, to exist from Nazareth? And then we have uh, the answer to the question, uh, Right? And Philip says to him, Veni et vide, come and see. Notice the two commands, Veni from venire to come, and vide from video, videre to see, come and see. Um, uh, notice that in many of these quotations and so forth, uh, when we're, when either the gospel or any uh, narrative, is being narrated, we, there's a great uh, freedom in the use of the words primarily de, from deco or io to, to speak. Notice Nathaniel said to him, we, we use the perfect there, but then when Philip answers, it's turned into dicit. That, that dicit there is actually what we would call a historical present. Um, it's narrating something that actually happened in the past, but um, the narrator uh, uses the present to bring it into our time to make it more vivid. So Philip says to him, and we do that when we tell a story often, don't we? Um, when we're talking about a past action, we say, well, you know, and he says to him, and he writes back, and he answers back, and we use the present even though it was in the past. Same thing in Latin. We'll see that variation of past and present tense in the narrative very often. So don't be upset by it. It's quite common. Good. Number 16. Pater enim diligit filium et omnia demonstrat ei, quae ipse facit, et maiora his demonstrabit ei opera, ut vos miremini, sicut enim pater suscitat mortuus et vivificat, sic et filius quos vult vivificat. It's from the uh, fifth chapter of John. For the Father loves the Son, diligit filium, right? The Father loves the Son at omnia demonstra, and he demonstrates or shows ae to him, omnia, all the things, que ipse facet, which he himself does. At my ora he's demonstrabit ae opera, and he will demonstrate or show uh, greater 
he will show ae to him my ora opera opera my ora his uh, might be a little confusing in the word order he will show to him works my ora his greater than these he's there's an ablative of comparison uh, with the comparative degree adjective maiora which modifies opera he will show to him greater works than these ut ah ut clause uh, purpose so that you might miremini um, might marvel could even be a result clause with the result that you uh, will be in awe right miremini for sequit pater for just as the father uh rise raises the dead right sushitat resuscitates them we get the word resuscitate from sushito don't we just as the father raises the dead and vivificat gives them life right gives life to them so also seek eight filios seek eight et for eight siam so also the son uh vivificat brings to life or vivifies brings to life quos vult those whom he wishes notice we would expect eos quos vult he vivifies or brings to life eos those quos vult whom he wishes but latin will often suppress that antecedent and uh, combine it into the relative pronoun here quos which is in the object in the uh, uh, accusative case as the object so uh, for just as the father raises the dead and gives them life vivificat so also the son gives life or raises uh, vivifies quos vult those whom he wishes okay a good sentence there from the gospel of john ah number 17 amen amen dico vobis venit hora et nunc est quando mortui audient vocem filii dei et qui audi erent vivent sicut enim pater habet vitam in semed ipso sic dedit et filio vitam habere in semed ipso et potestatem dedit ei et judicium facere quia filius hominis est well that's quite a bit isn't it that's again from the fifth uh, chapter of John amen amen I say to you pretty straightforward there vainit order the hour is coming at nuncest and is now the time is coming and it's now quando when mortui there the subject the dead audient vocem will hear the voice of the son of god so that's pretty reads off pretty straightforwardly doesn't it the dead will hear the voice of the son of god and qui audi erint vivent and those who notice audi erent future perfect those who will have heard will live right so this is the future they will live but they will have heard before they live so that's why it's future perfect qui audi erent those who will have heard will live for just as the father habet vitam in semed ipso just as the father has life in himself notice semed ipso latin could have just say said in say but it puts the met on the end of it to make it intense and then it even intensifies it further by putting ipso uh, from ipse of course in the ablative on the end of that semet ipso very powerful in in himself for the father has life in himself 
and sick dated. Thus, he has given it, uh, he has given filio to the son, vitam habere, to have life in semidipso, in himself. At potestatem dated, and he has given potestatem, ei, and he has given power to him, et judicium facere, also to make judgment, to make judgment, right? Quia, because filius hominis est, he is the son of man. So uh, quite a, a long statement, but it reads uh, fairly straightforwardly and almost in English word order. Uh, that last part, for the Father has life in and of himself, and thus he is given to his Son to have life in himself. And he has given power to him also to make judgment because he is the Son of Man. This, this title that Jesus refers to himself as the Filius Hominis, the Son of Man. Good. Uh, okay, our next one is number 20. De turba autem multicrediderunt in eum et dicebant, Christus cum veneret, numquid plura signa facet quamque hic facet? Uh, yes, from the crowd, however, multi, many, believed, crediderunt, in eum, in him, and were saying, so, Many from the crowd believed in him and were saying, here's their quote, Christus cum venerit. Now notice, we have Christus, but we have cum after it. That's a common way of Latin having a cum clause. It doesn't have to come first in the sentence. Uh, it can come second. Uh, so when the Christ uh, will have come, right, um, notice this is a cum temporal using the future indicative. When the Christ uh, will come, when the, when the anointed one will have come, the Messiah, in other words, um, he will not do more signs than those which this one has done, will he? Now, now, how did I get that? Numquid, remember, is going to expect a no answer. So we, we, we don't really have to translate that, except we have to phrase our question in a way that makes it um, expecting a no answer. The, the main verb is faciat, isn't it? So when he will have come, in other words, uh, prior time, but in the future, uh, he will do, uh, or he won't do, will he? Plura signa, signs or miracles, plura quam, more than que, those which this one did. <laughs> that, it's a little tricky because we have the plura, the, the signs, how many signs? More than, there's our quam, our, our comparison verb or word, more than que, the signs which, understood, that refers to signa, it's a relative pronoun, and it's neuter plural, the signs which this one did. This one did which signs? Notice, signa is plural, neuter, and it's in the accusative, he will do signs, and que is the neuter plural accusative relative pronoun, which refers back to it. And it's in the accusative neuter plural because signa is, because remember when we have the comparison quam, uh, it's like an equal sign. And the case on one side has to equal the case 
and on the other side. Um, if we had an ablative comparison, that would be different. The, the comparison would then be in the ablative, but here we have the quam. So one more time, when Christ shall have come, will have come, he will not do, when, when the anointed one or the Messiah will have come, he will not do more signs than those which this one has done, will he? And of course the answer expected is no. Therefore, this one must be the Messiah. Good. That's a little tricky, but uh, I think I, uh, that it's uh, clear enough now. I hope it's clear enough now after my explanation. Okay, number 23. At ubi venit plenitudo temporis, misut Deus filium suum, factum ex muliere, factum sublege, ut eos qui sublege erant redimeret. Yes, from Galatians. Um, but when the fullness of time came, there's an ubi plus the uh, perfect indicative, when the fullness of time came or arrived, God, Deus, Miset, sent his son, filium suum. Notice that's your reflexive. He sent his own son, factum ex mulier, that modifies son, made from a woman, we'd say born from a woman, Factum um, lege, made or born under the law, ut, purpose clause, in order that eos redimeret, that he might redeem those qui sublege erat, who were under the law, namely us. So, when the fullness of time came, God sent his son, born from a woman, or made from a woman, created, created not actually created, but made or born from a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those eos qui sublege erant, who were under the law. Okay, uh, I think that's clear. Um, how about number 24? Et manducantibus illis, accepit panem et benedicens fregit et dated eis et eait, sumite hoc est corpus meo, et accepto calice, Gratias agens dated eis et biberunt ex illo omnes et aeris hic es sanguis meus novi testamenti qui promultis e funditur. This is these are the words of institution of the blessed sacrament from the Gospel of Mark. Okay, so we have standing out there uh, without. Uh, any notice, uh, something in the ablative there, we're going to suspect, I hope, the ablative absolute. And with those eating, that's the circumstance, while they were eating, right? Manducanti Bucilis, with those uh, people eating, he acceped panem, he took bread, and benedicens, blessing it, fragit, he broke, at dated, and gave a east to them, and says, notice, we, uh, I eat, uh, can be translated said or says in the present or, or, or past, uh, said, sumite, take it up, sumite. He's giving a command, plural command to the apostles. This is my body, hocus corpus meum. Et accepto calice, another ablative absolute, and with the chalice having been accepted or taken up, gratias agens, giving thanks, dated a's, he gave it to them, et biberunt exilo, and they drank from it, omnes, all of them, et ait illis, and he says to them, 
Hic es sanguis meus. This is my blood, Novi Testamenti, of the New Testament, the New Covenant. Testamentum means testament or covenant, right? Of the New Covenant. Qui promultis e funditur, which is shed, which is poured out, promultis, for many. So um, it reads off pretty straightforwardly. I'm sure you're pretty familiar with that passage, uh, and it's nice to see it there in Latin. Good. Uh, let's take a look at 25. Heic est autem voluntas eos, qui misit me, ut omne quodedit me non perdam ex eo, sed resuscitem illud in novissimo die. From John 6, okay, this, however, is the will, voluntas eos, of the one, of the guy, that one, that person, qui misit me, who sent me. And here it is, ut, that, right, purpose clause really, that everything, omne, notice that singular neuter, everything, quodated me, which he gave to me, non perdam eo, ex eo, I shall not lose from it, I shall not uh, lose or uh, drop, literally, uh, destroy, I shall not lose from it any. From, so that everything which he gave for me, I shall not lose from it, but I shall resuscitem. I shall raise it, that up in novissimo Deo, on the last day, right? And he's talking about omne, that's why quote is in the neuter, and why also he refers back to it as illud, that thing, right? Uh, meaning, uh, I suppose, not just things, but us as his creation, right? And I will raise that up on the last day. Okay, that's number 25. Our next one was number 26, which comes from uh, prayer at, at Mass. Confidior Deo omnipotente et vobis fratres, quia peccavi nimis cogitatione verbo opere et omissione. Um, so I confess, and that follows the dative, I confess to God, omnipotent, almighty God, and to you, fratres, my brethren, brethren, quia, that, pecavi, I have sinned, nimus, nimis, that's a pronoun, or I'm sorry, an ad, adverb modifying pecavi, I have sinned exceedingly, too much, uh, nimis, exceedingly I have sinned, and how have I done it? Cogitatione, in thought, verbo, in word, opere, in deed, in work, et omissione, and by omission. So these are sins of commission and omission by which I have sinned. And you're making your confession. Yes. Okay. Uh, number 34 was our next one. Cuius igitur sanctificatio noctis fugat celera, culpas lavat, et redit innocentiam lapsis, et mestis letitiam. Yes, this comes... Uh, again, we've had several passages from the great Easter prayer, the Exultet, that is sung on the Easter vigil on Holy Saturday. This comes from that text. Um, it says uh, the sanctification, sanctificatio, there's the, uh, uh, the, the subject, huius noctus, therefore the sanctification of this night, fugat shelera, fugat means to put to flight, it puts to flight, shelera, crimes or sins, culpas lavat, 
It washes away faults, kulpas, lavat. It raided and returns innocention, innocence to the fallen, lapsis, to those who have lapsed. At mestis and to the sad, it returns letitia, happiness. So that last expression, raided innocentium lapsis et mestis letitiam, this is that beautiful uh, poetic or rhetorical device called chiasmus, where we have an A-B-B-A arrangement. It raided, notice, innocentium in the accusative, lapsis dative, mestis dative, letitiam accusative, A-B-B-A. It returns innocence to the fallen, and to the sad, it returns happiness or joy, Laetitia. Very nice uh, poetic expression there. And um, if you've not read the Exultet in Latin, uh, it's, it's an unbelievable prayer. Uh, you should take a look at it sometime. We've had several passages in our sentences from the Exultet. Okay, our next one is number 37. At uh, Jesus proficiebat sapientia et etate et gratia apodem et homines. Well-known passage here. And Jesus was progressing, was moving forward, proficiebat, was becoming proficient. We get the word proficient from that. In terms of, right, in wisdom and age and grace, apodem et homines, before God and men. Now, this is when he is growing up, of course. He was progressing in wisdom and age and grace before in the presence of God and men. Good. That's pretty straightforward. Nice sentence, though. Uh, number 40. Et cum statis in oratione dimite si quid habetus adversus aliquem ut et pater vester quia in celis est dimitat vobis peccata vestra. Okay, so, and when you stand, here's a cum, uh, temporal clause, and when you are standing in prayer, it's a command, dimite, dismiss or forgive, if si quid habetus adversus aliquim, if you have quid, anything, adversus aliquim, against anyone, two nice examples of indefinites. Remember, after num si nisi ne, every ali fades away. So that si quid is actually si ali quid. If you have anything, if you hold anything adversus against ali quem, any person, right, indefinite, forgive it, dimite. Ut et pater vester, as also your father, qui, es, qui in celis est, who is in heaven, dimitat. Just as he forgives the sins, your sins, peccata vestra, vobis, in reference to you. So the ut there, uh, not introducing a purpose or result clause as we often see it, but ut uh, with the indicative, um, actually uh, here, uh, it follows in the subjunctive, but it's it's a, a word here that mean, we translate as as. Um, you could, I suppose, uh, taking another look at it, you, uh, we normally say, uh, you know, forgive your 
your uh, your neighbor as your father in heaven forgives your sins, um, you could, I suppose, construe this as uh, a purpose clause. Uh, if you have anything against anyone, forgive it so that your father also who is in heaven might forgive your sins um, in reference to you. But we normally take that, and, that, and that's interesting because dimitad is in, in the subjunctive. But we normally, uh, as we say in the Our Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us. So it's a kind of mutual thing that you forgive, uh, we forgive just as the Father in heaven does. Um, at any rate, that's from the, uh, the Gospel of Mark um, and uh, talking uh, in much the same way as we do in the Our Father, uh, our version of which comes generally from the Gospel of Matthew. Okay, and our last one is number 46. Hoc est autem judicium, lux venit in mundum, et dilex erunt homines magis tenebras quam lucem, erant enim eorum mala opera. Okay. Uh, here we go. This is, however, the judgment or the verdict, right? The light, venit, came in mundum, into the world, et dilexerunt homines magis tenebras quam lucem. And people, homines, loved the tenebras, the shadows or the darkness, magis quam lucem, more than understood they loved the light. So that's, the word order is a little tricky there. Homines is the subject of that phrase. Dilexerunt, dilexerunt is the verb. And the object is tenebras. But people, men, loved the shadows, the darkness. Magisquam, more than, and there we have our comparison. They loved, understood, lucem, the light. Uh, for uh, their works, mala opera, their works were evil. Uh, Opera eorum, their works erant mala, their works were evil. Yes. So when Jesus came into the world, he's the light of the world, of course, um, but people love the darkness more than the light. Okay. So that completes our sentences. Uh, lots of good ones and lots of good practice on our indefinites and our various clauses. And now we have. Our little reading there, uh, we decided that we would do uh, number two, the conditions for following Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew. Um, number two on page 262, let's take a look. Et acedens una scriba, I eat illi. And uh, one, a scribe, one scribe, uh, coming up, approaching acedens, says to him, illi, dative, magister, teacher, Se quarte quocumque iris, I will follow you wherever, wheresoever you will have gone. In other words, wherever you will go, I will follow you. Notice iris is future perfect subjunctive, or uh, future perfect indicative. Wherever you will go, I will follow you. Right? Um, and Jesus says to him, Edicit ei Jesus, vulpes foveas habent. At volucres celi tabernacula. This is always one of my favorite quotes when Jesus says this. The uh, foxes don't, the vulpes are, are foxes. 
they have their lairs and the birds of the sky have their uh, nests. Tabernacula literally means their, their tents, their huts, right? But he talks, talking about birds of the nests. So the foxes have their lairs and the birds of the sky have their nests. Filius autem hominis non habet ubi caput reclinat. But the Son of Man does not have, what does he not have? Ubi caput reclinat, the whole clause, where he can recline or lay his head, right? Alius autem de discipulis eus aedili. And another from his disciples, eus discipulis, says to that one, Lord, Domine, Permite me primum ire et sepelire patrumem. Allow me or permit me first ire to go and to bury my father. Notice permite takes uh, the infinitive, permit me to do something. Permit me, allow me to go and to bury my father. Jesus autem, i.e. Jesus, however, says to him, sequere me, uh, imperative from sequor, Looks like an inf uh, active infinitive if there were such a form. It's the imperative singular. Follow me et dimite and uh, 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 permit or allow dimite mortuos, the dead sepelire, to bury their own dead. Suos mortuos, their own dead. Allow the dead to bury their own dead. Yes. Um, one of the more... Uh, difficult sayings of Jesus. So the guy says, I want to go bury my father first. No, Jesus says, follow me and let the dead, uh, permit the dead or allow the dead to bury their own. Uh, okay, so there you have uh, that reading, the conditions for following Jesus from the Gospel of Matthew. And that concludes our homework from this lesson. Um, I hope that that uh, all of those sentences and our exercises are clear to you now. Um, as you see, you're getting more and more practice from the actual uh, scriptures. Um, and you should take heart in the fact that uh, you're really reading real Latin. And as I said to you last time, um, most of our uh, remaining chapters, the bulk of these units contain review. We will venture into um, our final uh, large grammatical uh, uh, construction next time. Uh, but until that time, uh, practice. Go over some of these sentences if you had difficulty with them. Uh, and if you need more practice, uh, do some that we did not do. And um, the more you read, of course, the better your Latin will become. If you have any questions, as always, please don't hesitate to drop me an email and ask me anything you need to, to know about uh, this lesson or any other points of grammar. Until next time, have a good day and God bless. Goodbye. Bye-bye.